Welcome to the AM podcast, a uh, new podcast coming from your hosts, Andre Dowdy and Miles Graves. The you're, spinoff. You're the spinoff you've been waiting for. You're, yeah. So, uh, basically, what's going to happen on this podcast, uh, Miles and I are going to talk about a series of things, uh, mostly in the entertainment realm, be that film, music, uh, television, etc., gaming, blah, 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 et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. So, um, that's, that's what's going to happen. So, get hip to that. Um, who am I? Uh, Andre Dowdy. You know what I'm saying? No, I'm sorry. Um, I'm uh, just like my regular day-to-day. I'm an adjunct professor at the New York Institute of Technology. I'm a freelancer. I guess I'm a content creator. I work on various projects of sorts, podcasts, uh, videos, et cetera, blah, blah, blah. And what do you run? What's your... Oh, right. Yeah. And uh, <clears throat> I also run a, uh, a radio show by the name of No Doubt Radio. Where they, where can they find that? Yo, SoundCloud, MixCloud, Instagram, Facebook, Twitter, you feel me? We out here. Damn, you put MixCloud in there too. <laughs> yeah, I have to. Seven, episode 73 is there because it got taken down. Come oh. On. Come on, man. We out here, bro. <laughs> right. All right, right on, right on. So that's me, Miles. What's good? Miles. My name is Miles Graves. Uh, Coco Sensei on the gram. Word. I am an avid nerd, uh, screenwriter, like low-key screenwriter, and a filmmaker. I also run the Collective Funk and Vibe. We have a weekly radio show that I stem off of with the boy Jamero. That, that's also on SoundCloud. You can check that out. And I also have a gaming channel on YouTube coming out, but we'll talk about that a little bit a little later. Bit, yeah. But yeah, we're here for the we're here for the raw stuff, guys. Yeah, we're gonna we're gonna get into it. We're gonna get into it. What what do you want to get into today? What all are we right. starting off with? Man, all right. So we had tried to start this podcast in February, so God's a little Yo, delayed. So we if you really want to know the behind the scenes, this is the third take. Yeah, we we, we tried to do this three times. This is the third time right now. But this is third time's the charm it's, right here. Yeah, it's popping off. There we go. So I mean, back in February, you know, Black Panther was like the hip new thing on the streets. But it apparently it's still hip. Yeah, so uh, according to ScreenRant.com, as of March 21st, here are the records that Black Panther has broken. It's broken more, but I only want to list these because they're, they're like the most popular. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, so it is the highest rated super- superhero film of all time. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's like rated continuously between like a 78 and a 70, not, excuse me, not 70, 97, 98 on Rotten Tomatoes. And okay. that just beat out The Incredibles, which is the highest superhero film. It's 97%. So. Was that recent or uh, I mean, when it first premiered out? I don't, I don't, I think it was sitting at like 96, 97, and then okay. it made, it, made its way to 98. So it's the highest uh, rated superhero film on Rotten Tomatoes. It has amassed the highest pre sale tickets of a superhero movie. It has amassed the highest IMAX pre sale tickets of a superhero movie. I just saw that too. It broke uh, February opening weekend records with 192 million domestically and it beat out Deadpool. I don't know the Deadpool numbers, but those are there. And it's got the biggest opening for an African-American director. I don't think that's going to be broken for a while. No. Because uh, my man fell into some really good stuff. Yeah, but he definitely deserves it. Uh, Ryan sure. Coogler. Yeah, Ryan yeah, Coogler. Ryan Coogler's a good, yeah. good dude. Like Creed was great. Fruitvale Station was great. Absolutely. So he definitely uh, deserves the accolades. But, uh, you know, man, my man Jordan Peele sitting all the way at the bottom, you know. Right. He's got, you know, his little... His little he's still coming up with a follow-up, too. Yeah, uh, well, he's working... Isn't he working with Spike? Yeah, they're doing a show. I think it's a show or a project called Black Klansman. Wow. Yeah, I think that's happening on Netflix. That's going to be quite interesting. Yeah, super, super, super curious to see how that goes. Yeah, especially with that name. Yeah, that's that's, <laughs> that's one like, hey. That's that's crazy. It's attention grabber for sure. But it's incredible how uh, how well Black Panther has been doing, even still to this day, <clears throat> It's it's playing every hour on the hour in movie theaters. Uh, it's still going. For the first, like, month, I'll say, you couldn't really get a seat that was comfortable unless you were going, like, super early. Yeah. I, I saw it a few times in theaters, and I was like, if the the sun isn't right and the moon isn't right, I'm not getting a proper seat, so it's almost not worth it. I got lucky. My mom and I saw it, and uh, we got some pretty good seats, but I don't think they were— um, Assigned seats, we yeah. just kind of like walked, walked up in. in there. Yeah, and we got pretty lucky. I think we went during the week, though. Yeah, I went in the morning. Nine thirty in the morning, right for this movie. Hey, it was definitely it's it was definitely worth it. Now that was a question I wanted to ask you. Right. Do you think the movie was good? Good to the point that deserves its accolades. Well, okay, um, it is a really good superhero movie. Mm-hmm. Um. Like as a just general movie, I don't think it's like the bee's knees. Okay, 
<laughs> I wish you guys could see his face. He's like pushing out the sand. He's like, yeah, it ain't everything. Well, no, it's a, it, it's a good movie, but yeah. I think it, you know, it it follows all of the the superhero tropes. Yeah, and does cliches. what it does what it needs to do. You know, and the worst part is it's that like it's it's not necessarily like the first time we see Black Panther because that was in Civil War, but uh-huh. um, it's still like the first movie for the character, so. You gotta go through some of the introductory stuff and like like all of Wakanda, like they had to like show this great place. Yes. And I'm like, I'm getting tired of this, man. Just get to the, the details. Get to like, the look stuff. at these flying cars and yeah. all this cool tech. I'm like, come on, man, just get to the heart of the story. Cut it out right right now. Now. Yeah. I so so that and I think uh personally I feel like they uh the spoiler, I feel like they got rid of Killmonger too early because I feel like he would have been a great, great villain to play out. More in the series, a hundred percent. I kind of agree more. I can't. I can't. But I don't think they were expecting him to be that good. Yeah, people really liked. Although some of his lines were cringe. So, so this is this is my thing about the movie itself. I think it is a good movie, and I think it's a good movie to come out for the time that we're in right now. Because yeah, uh, it's like a, it's a it's a necessary movie. Yeah, especially. For every African American that's living in the United States or even in other countries, it's just like I guess it's nice to see a black superhero movie that's actually well made. Yeah, it's a you know, it, yeah, it's not like a, a the black exploitation film or like yeah. super low budget. Like yeah. this is or the even a comedy of, or any right. sorts. This is a real struggle and yeah. a full cast and country of people that you know are take that we're seeing an outside retrospective from Africa standpoint. I thought it was visually cool. I was like, yo, I wish I was from Wakanda. Well, yeah, I, w- what I wanted to do, but I didn't get the chance to, I, mm-hmm. I wanted to read up on like Afrofuturism and yeah. like its beginnings and whatnot, but it's a lot of, yeah, Afrofuturism is just like aesthetically very cool. It's very, it's it's very royal, I will say that. Yeah, for sure. Very royal and it's very nice. Um, My my tropes with the movie though, the, the issues I had with it, mm-hmm. were it, they were... As a filmmaker, and you can know this too, there were t- scenes that were a little too cliche for my liking. Like what? Um, okay. Spoiler. Mm-hmm. T'Challa should have died getting thrown off that oh, waterfall. Did you expect him to die? No. And that was the thing. Because, like, well, even I would, if, dude, no offense to any of us, if you got thrown off or I got thrown off, we would be dead. Well, you know what I mean? What if the the, the 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 river was so cold that it just preserved his blood, body life or whatever, blah, blah, blah. Interesting theory. Uh, no. Captain America. Yeah. That's literally his claim to fame. He uh, could have died. He should have died. Okay. Captain America should have been Fair. a dead man. Fair. And that- he got frozen. Like I get it. All right. <laughs> Next thing. Okay. Next thing. Uh-huh. And I'm going to go in order. <laughs> so, uh, Nakia, right? Yeah, uh, his love interest. Right. Okay. She uh, stole a piece of the plant before they they burned uh, the whole thing burned down. the whole thing down. Mm-hmm. Come I, on, man! I mean, How th- conveniently timed is that? That what do you expect? I'm going to steal a piece of the plant before. What do you expect, man? What do I expect? The a dude's going to burn down the whole thing. Like somebody's going to be like, oh, I better get hip to this. Swoop. That was too convenient. And then I mean, also, also. Last very convenient thing. Mm-hmm. A fisherman picked him up from the beach and you guys kept him in snow. And that was the only way that kept him alive. What about the whole transportation to the island? You're saying he wouldn't have bled out or been drowned as as is? That is that was the biggest that was the most aggravating part of the movie for me because I was like, how are they gonna figure this out? How are they going to do How this? How are they going to find his body, number yeah. one? Number Who's, two. who, what voodoo Ooh, magic? It's T'Challa. That was Let the, just... and you, how they explained it was silly too. You know what I mean? Hey man. One of my fishermen found him. <laughs> What's the fisherman's name? <laughs> he's not important. Why is he not important? Because he, he's a plot device. Here's another thing too. Where was mom after the fight? She just, hey mom, stay here. I want you to stay here. You're not a relevant part of the plot. So, like, I want you to wait, stay. No, wait, T'Challa's mom? T'Challa's mom stayed back at, uh, no. what, not not Wakanda, but what's uh, Ape Man? Oh, we're Umbaku. like, his, uh, right. <laughs> yeah. Um, so I thought I thought maybe she would be a part of the big pizzazz as well. Oh, like the big battle? Yeah. Come on, mom. that's mom, man. Wow, let mom chill. All right. Um, but that, those were my issues with it. I hope, I hope that, uh, <clears throat> I hope that uh, like the, the the new Sony acquisition 
or the mm. agreement. What I forget, I'm not sure on the details of it, but I hope that we can see some X Men kind of play into Black Panther because we'll Storm and and Black Panther get married at some point, and that's the whole thing. So that'd be really cool. Um, we'll see. Unfortunately, it's not Halle Berry anymore, but you know. Yeah, if it ain't Halle Berry, I'm not. I mean, we got to get some some young black female in there. You Speaking know, of uh, X Men, I'm gonna segue. Perfect segue. What's uh, up? Deadpool 2 trailer came out. Yeah, that was pretty cool. Actually. You liked it, right? Terry Crews is in there. I forgot what. I did X-Men. not know Terry Crews was going to be in there. I, well, I was, you I, know, surfing the web and yeah. someone was like, is this Terry Crews in this outfit? And I'm like, oh, you're probably right, dog. <laughs> like, yeah, I don't know why. Character. He just looks really. He I don't know. He looks like Terry Crews. Yeah, I can't take it seriously. I wonder how his character is. <laughs> I'm sure, I'm sure he'll do great. See, okay. Mm hmm. To, to everyone listening, let it be yeah, known. Yeah, go for it. Miles is a Will Smith stand. Yeah. And so my problem with Will Smith now uh-huh. is that it's hard to separate Will Smith from his characters. So Terry Crews is the same issue. Terry Crews is getting there. Fine. I mean, he's, he's Terry Crews is a very like larger than life person. Yeah. And you always expect that when you see him on screen, especially after white chicks. Like it's hard. Yeah. For people to see, be like, when you have movies or things that are really stamped. I mean, like Will's, Will's been trying to walk away from Fresh Prince his whole life. So funny. <laughs> So I got a funny. <laughs> I'm sorry. I just watched it today. Uh, he was boy. he was on uh, Jimmy Fallon last night. And oh really? I had no idea at first. Off, I was first. I was disappointed in myself. I was like, "How did I know this? <laughs> What's know. going on?" It's yeah, not so, on your calendar. Yeah, I didn't. I thought it would be. So I checked it out, and uh, he was talking to him about his YouTube and his Instagram, how oh, he's right. been on it recently. How he's popping right now. Yeah, and that's just crazy to me because, like, he's, like, getting interviewed about his Instagram and YouTube channel as a movie star. You know what I mean? I mean, he hasn't done much. Speaking of which, he's doing a lot now because he's working on another movie. And he is also, he just finished up a uh, National Geographic show. And it he's hosting it. So picture him as like the Morgan Freeman right. of planet Earth. That's not like crazy work. He, yeah. But he, you see his face in it, which is weird. Okay. <laughs> it's about like, oh, he's like Neil deGrasse Tyson. Yes. The- yeah. Almost. Almost. But it's like very sit down type. This is what's going on in the world. Right. And these are the people that are talking about. It. Right. Right. And all that stuff. But they showed a trailer of it. It looks interesting. It looks yeah. like, honestly, it looks like after Earth. <laughs> Yo, I was so excited that, that I, got panned. It looked like trash. Yo, so I saw it I, uh, with my dad, and I was tight. <laughs> I was, I was, so I watched Mudbound a couple of days ago, which okay. was really good. And afterward, my mom was like, all right, what's next? I'm like, mom, you're going to fall asleep, but whatever. So <laughs> we put on, so we're like scrolling through Netflix, and then my mom started to understand that like, there's like a lot of stuff on Netflix, but there's nothing on Netflix at the yeah. same time. But we put on Bright. I'm like, let's just watch Bright. So my you mom watched was, Bright? No, my oh. mom's like, this is weird. <laughs> she couldn't get past the whole orcs as like she people. I was like, mom, weird. this is about c- that on, movie. Come I, on. I, you know what? Also, nah, Will Smith, nah, just was not the right guy to play that role. Listen, this because is, like, this is what I'll say. Because <laughs> I watched it again. Oh now I want to take the note that we were when we recorded this podcast the first two times. I gave it nothing but rave reviews. This is the third time, and I'm still giving it rave reviews. I'm gonna give it a less good good reviews. <laughs> They're not a okay. less than glowing review. So listen, he sh- they they made a mistake in the beginning. That whole beginning intro part where they're like, "Yo, it's with rough. the graffiti and all that stuff." Well, that, that took too long. Not even that. That was their setup. That was the setup for the world. How do you set up the world that way? Who are these people that they're praising? What war went on? Who, what, you know what? That was there is a little lack of context. That was really rough for me. And I, you know, I what? skipped. I turned off to my. I, I said, "All right, brain, turn off." It's all right. Will Smith. Will Smith. Will Smith. Will Smith. Look at him. See, that's the problem, though. You yeah. can't let Will Smith carry the movie. No, this is the issue I have with them bringing it back with Jimmy Fallon. What you said with the Fresh Prince. Uh huh. So. Did they have Jazzy Jeff come out and they do no, the theme song? No, but <laughs> that it, would happen. it did happen, something similar to that. <laughs> oh so they they talked about his YouTube, his Instagram, and everything like that. Then they talk about, you know, other nonsense, Super Bowl, Philly, all that. Then they do a skit because Jimmy Fallon always does, always does a skit. The skit was 
history of TV theme songs. Of course. Guess um, what the last song was? Of course it was the Fresh Prince theme song. And that's what I'm sad about. Will, you can grow past the Fresh Prince. It was a good show. It's a great show. It's my favorite show. But you got to move past it. You're a good individual. Getting I love you to death. Mean shoulder shrug for me. <laughs> Damn. <laughs> what do you expect? He's the Fresh Prince of And that's how I feel about Terry Crews in that movie on Deadpool 2. Now this is the real... Oh, Terry Tate, uh, the office... Office, whatever, office linebacker. Oh, yeah, that's hilarious. Oh, my God. You finished the joke, you made some more. <laughs> amazing, uh, okay, amazing. Okay, cool. Um, let's keep it moving. Yes. Let's keep it moving. So what I really wanted to get into yeah. on today's show, mm. uh, it's about cultural appropriation, you know what I'm saying? Okay. So like. Let me just say, when he walked in here today, he was like, yo, man, we talking about this. Yeah, we're doing, yeah, we're getting to work. Like, we're getting to work. Come I was on, like, man. all right. Um, uh, I'm going to botch the name of the singer because I haven't <clears throat> properly looked up how to pronounce it. But shortly after the Grammys, singer Michelle, mm, this is rough, man. What happened? It's Michelle N.D. E G E O C E L L O, and I don't know how to pronounce her last name. Don't even worry about it. Okay, so she's she's you know a singer songwriter, Mm -hmm. Um, but in an interview with Billboard, she uh, she argues that Bruno Mars's music is like karaoke, (laughs) and she said effectively like what he's doing is karaoke uh, karaoke basically. Now I'm quoting her with finesse in particular. I think he was simply copying Bill Bill Biv DeVoe. I think he was copying Babyface, and there definitely was some elements of Jimmy Jam and Terry Lewis back there. When they worked with Human League, I feel like there's all these threads running through there, but not in a genuine way. So now on they're on this YouTube show called The Grapevine. Mm-hmm. This uh, writer, uh, YouTuber, and activist by the name of Saren uh, Sensei, you know, echoed the statement. Great name. Um, she was a little bit more aggressive with it. Um, okay, I guess aggressive with that uh, argument by saying that you know because Bruno Mars is so like racially ambiguous to like the general American. That he can get away with, you know, you know, re- reproducing this very music or uh, the, like the, the that the kind of sound, of the, okay, yeah, that okay, kind of sound you. without you know being called out for someone who's taking. Wow. So okay. So, All right, that's a crazy thought. All right, continue. So so, so here goes. Uh-huh. So here's c- cultural appropriation uh, as defined by the Oxford Dictionary. Shout out to my my homegirl Kim for for breaking it down. She has a write up by the way on Con Beanie about how. Um, People of color can't be, um, you know, can't be uh, cultural appropriators. But but so so cultural appropriation as defined by Oxford, it's the unacknowledged or inappropriate uh, adoption of the customs, practices, ideas, etc. of one people or society by members of another and typically more dominant people or society. So now I was reading another article on this on the same scenario. Mm-hmm. And so the writer is uh, Michael Harriet of The Root. Um, it's like an African American publication, yeah, uh, under Gizmodo, I think. But so he he kind of defines cultural appropriation virtual versus a cultural exchange, mm-hmm. and he says what separates cultural appropriation from a cultural exchange or paying homage or homage. I I say homage because I yeah that's what I do. That's fine. Uh, is <laughs> when someone borrows an item or symbol of cultural significance without acknowledgement, attribution, or permission. One of the hallmarks of appropriation is using someone's culture to demean, make fun of, or diminish it. Um, so using those two definitions by themselves, I don't think Bruno Mars is guilty of appropriation, being that he is, um, I'm going to use marginalized for a lack of a better term. Yeah. He's a, from a marginalized background. Like he's Jewish, Filipino, and something i can't remember what his three things if you want to look that up for me yeah i got you continue on but he's he's of three different you know minority backgrounds you know you know likening or or paying tribute to these very specific you know r&b pop sounds from back in the day so um he he can't necessarily be guilty in that regard using that you know definition um but uh i think what the argument really is about is like the quality of his music and it's just, or the lack of originality. So as good as finesse 
and the other singles off yeah. of 24 karat um gold or whatever what is the album called 24 karat magic yeah magic like um i, I don't think it should have been praised nearly as as much as it was but it is a good album and going back to to Saren Sensei's point, it's very digestible for like a general quote unquote white audience or just like general white Americans. Now, is that bad though? What, what would you see? What would you say pop music is or other pop? Right, music and like essentially, like, like him living in the pop realm, it like that's what happens. Like, yeah, old like a lot of sounds just get recycled. Yeah, I was by about to di- say different people, but like if so, like for example, like one of the biggest, I guess in my opinion, like biggest cultural appropriators is Miley Cyrus. Like Miley Cyrus had her whole bangers phase where she was doing yeah. stuff. With Mike Will made it. And like, she has since written it off and like, that's just, true. Yeah. Like she yeah, has right. dis- disowned herself or just like disassociated herself from that look. So like, and she has no sort of respect for the music itself. Now here's my question. Do you think, uh, uh, I'm just reflecting on, uh, what was that song called with, uh, Robin Thicke? You know, oh, a blurred lines. Yes. Now there was a whole thing with Marvin Gaye. Well, that was that was that wasn't like an appropriation type of deal. That was um copy like that was like you copied our. Song. Now here's my here's my thing on that though, and it's just your. Uh, I want to get your opinion on it. Do you mm-hmm. think uh, Bruno Mars should held be held like the same standard for having music that well, sounds like other music? Well, this, I think there are two different scenarios because 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 the Marvin Gaye state said, like, this is our song. Like, yeah. You stole okay. his song, yeah. period. Like, I don't think anyone like uh, Jimmy Jam or, or, or Terry Lewis or anyone who had produced that kind of music in mm-hmm. the past are saying, like, that's my that's my song. Stop. He's saying, they might be like, wow, you're really honing in to what I was doing 20 years ago. Okay. Good for you, bro. Like, cool. But you don't think that... I mean, I don't think that he's guilty of appropriating. Mm-hmm. And, and in his defense, he has, you know noted his his musical uh, ancestors for lack of a better term he's, yeah. he's 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 thanked these people personally and he has has claimed that you know american music is black music essentially or all black music is american music so yeah. like he's very aware of his influences and is very quick to point them out and pay respects and i think that's the biggest point of appropriation is that um and and going back to my my friend Kim's article, she referenced Bell Hooks, and she writes an essay about this essentially. And she says something to affect the effect of when you when you appropriate something, yeah. the idea is that the dominant culture can take pieces or whatever they want and eat it and swallow it and consume it and then just be done with it. So I don't I don't think. Bruno Mars is doing it in a way where he's like, all right, that's it. And I'm just going to keep moving like Miley Cyrus did. Yeah. She was like, all right, this is cool. I'm going to do it. And then I'm just going to walk away and cold and act like it never happened. Okay. Like she just totally just walked away. Walked from away it. from it. Yeah. I see what you're saying. Always hate the minus You wanted to use her as an example. I mean, cause she's so blatantly just, I she's know. like, y'all are ignorant, blah, blah, blah. Uh, and I was like, wow, you are. Trash. Yeah. <laughs> no, that that was a heavy point. I know what you're talking about. What was that song? 23 or something like yeah, that? Yeah, it was a 24. 20, I think it was yeah. just whatever the Jordan number is. No, Jordan's 23, right? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. She, yo, Mike Will made it made a check, though. Yeah. Like she, he like produced a handful of those tracks off that he album. Did. And, and then uh, you know, uh she uh did it and then walked away. So so Which she, is really whack. Yeah, she is yeah, whack. Yeah, I'm sorry. Now that I think about it, it's um like, I'm a little tight about it. <laughs> <laughs> I wasn't. I didn't care about it until much of thinking about it. But you're right. That is. And there. And and like in in doing my my rounds, just looking yeah. looking at some of the stuff. Like you know, Bruno Mars obviously isn't the only one who's been you know claimed to you know steal things for lack of a better term. Yeah. He didn't steal the song outright, but you can say he stole the sound. Mm-hmm. Um, and this, this there's like a Quincy Jones interview that recently started circulating uh, on Vulture, and in that interview Quincy was like yeah man Michael Jackson stole a bunch of stuff like stole some stuff from Donna Summers somebody else like wrote a hook for him and he wouldn't give you know uh, but I feel like it was easier to get that done I mean not done that sounds messed up I feel like it was easier to get away with that stuff I feel like there are there are vultures out now culture vultures culture vultures yeah like people who are just like oh you're you're stealing that like yeah come on man stop everyone's sensitive nowadays too now that's that's point like 
I like uh, in in like doing my rounds for this, mm-hmm. like it's like woke Twitter versus Bruno Mars, and Bruno Mars is like whatever, man. I made a check and I got a Grammy. So yeah, cool. yeah. Well, that's the thing. That was Saren Sensei's point. Like she's oh, like, if okay. you're gonna be an original artist and have an album of the year, it can't be an album that we heard 20 years ago. Okay, and we didn't get respect for it then. Right. So she's I saying, agree. Yeah. So she's saying like now that the quote unquote racially ambiguous dude who is not like threatening or offensive yeah, to yeah, anybody yeah. can make this album. Now you want to, you know, look at it like it's the greatest thing on earth. When we did that and it was, you know, it was just R&B or like urban contemporary soul or whatever the hell yeah. they call it. Yeah. Although, I mean, I feel like that's the only step where the Grammys are like getting a better idea of what's happening, but the Grammys are outdated. I agree. Cause I was about to say the same. I was going to compare them to the Oscars this year. Because uh, they were, they well, were, yeah, we we saw this together. Yeah, we did. But even still, I was thinking with the Oscars always, uh, a lot of the times the winners are based off of uh, like history pieces or time pieces. Mm-hmm. And it's really stupid because like, isn't that an, a recycled idea? Like why, why would that be a contender for something that's original that deserves like the highest right. award? I, and I think... I think with the Oscars, they usually try to like find a movie that reflects the times. The times, yeah. That's so. That's and I think the annoying part about this year was that like going from Moonlight to, um, The Shape of Water. It's a good move because they're both you know, films about uh, what. I mean, (laughs) for lack of a better term, like marginalized people. Like okay, one's about a gay black kid, and then the other one's about about a mute. Uh, fish loving woman, yeah, yeah. <laughs> okay. you know, she's so like these are two, you know. People I get not, that, yeah, but that's so. I don't know. I just think uh, shouldn't it be more original. Shouldn't I, the? Uh, I think that's the general idea, but uh, I think there's there's always some sort of reflection happening where like you want that Oscar of the year to reflect the general times. But and it, I, if that's the if that's what they're doing, it's not like a hundred percent merit based. For sure. Now, granted, I may be like silly saying this though, because like a lot of people probably said, "Yo, get out!" Should have won. Now, well, that would have been interesting because Moonlight won last year. Yeah, exactly. I would feel like it was almost handed. Yeah, it would almost almost would have felt like pandering. Yeah. Like also also really weird this year. There were like some articles that like some of the, the Oscar judges were like. Yeah, I'm not watching this. We're like, I'm not giving Get Out any credit or like some of the other movies just on like the basis of what they are. Are you surprised though? No, no, of course not. But it's it's just like nowadays that stuff is so common for people to just want to throw their opinion at something and throw their opinion. Well, but but um, I mean, as a as someone whose job it is to like do a, that and assess say the, the 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 works of these films <laughs> based on I'm their saying. merit. Yeah. Yeah. I think it's just I'm weird. not doing my job today. <laughs> I'm over it. No, nah, I'm uh, I'm just gonna sit back and get this popcorn and chill out. You know, <laughs> oh this black dude. Oh man, he falls <laughs> in the hole. <laughs> get out of that one, bro. <laughs> All right, man. We gonna take a quick musical break. Dog. I'm in for it. What's the song for today, Daddy? Yeah, so for for this break, we're gonna have a, a selection from the homie Nothing New, the In Plain Sight crew just dropped the album, uh, B B Tape, as he likes to call it, called Reco- Recollections. Mm. Excuse me. Where um, can they find it? Uh Bandcamp, I believe Bandcamp, and most 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 platforms. But yeah, we'll also put the link. Yeah, you can purchase it on Bandcamp. Um, yeah, this track is uh, could be me. Y'all, we back. Y'all like that? <laughs> Y'all like that little little musical break? That little he rock, you know what I'm saying? You know, uh-huh. we, we just feel like you should relax. We should relax. Take a nice little commercial break. And we'll have uh, we'll have other types of breaks too. Who knows? Brother, I'm cold as ice, man. We cool, we good. <laughs> he's, he's like, what? Oh, okay, dude. I'm here, you know. <laughs> All right, so moving on, we're gonna get jump into a little bit of film and TV talk. Woo. <laughs> 
<laughs> yeah. Ooh, yeah. <laughs> my my section, my genre. I love this. TV talk. Wow. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, so uh what I'm really excited about. Uh-huh. So the team behind Black Dynamite is coming <laughs> up with their follow-up film, The Outlaw Johnny Black. Go watch the trailer. That's all I'm gonna say. It's hilarious. Oh Yo, it's fundraise too. It's like I'm so upset you didn't tell me about it before <laughs> we saw this. Nah, oh, bro, man. you go watch it afterward. All right, yeah. I'm a huge fan of Black Dynamite. No, it's such a great film. Great. Um, now we're talking about the live action. Yeah, not, not the animated show. There's the, a follow up. This is to their the follow up. Yeah, it's the outlaw Johnny Black. It's their take on westerns. Wow. Yeah, so it's, it's gonna be good. Basically, uh, the outlaw Johnny Black is like running from this old gang uh-huh. until he like tries to fit into the small town and becomes the preacher, and then like he tries to get embedded in the town. Everyone's just like try to kill him, and it goes goes south, or you know it goes it goes the way of Black Dynamite. You know, crazy <laughs> stuff said, starts to happen. The way of Black Dynamite, you know, just <laughs> how it would go. How shit usually goes down in those things. Yeah, so I'm looking forward to that. That should be good. Uh, I'm actually pretty excited to see Isle of Dogs. No. Yo, it got really good reviews. I think it's like 90, 93 yep. or something yeah, like that. Yeah, right I got 9.30 across the board for me too. So I'm, I've been following that since the trailer too. You know, it's funny though. Yeah. Um, it also has been getting some slack for oh, yeah? a little bit of a little bit of well, a little bit of misrepresentation of the Japanese people in the film. Fair enough. Because, because interesting enough, so all the dogs are like voiced by Americans, Americans and then the Japanese people are voiced in their relative native tongue. But apparently according to a couple of writers from the LA times, uh-huh. it's like very simple phrases of Japanese that you could probably just decipher in context okay. and just reading facial expressions. And uh, it's, it's almost as if like, the Japanese people are like foreigners in their own country. So, um, however, I'm still excited because, you know, it's Wes Anderson and he has magic. Yeah, I, w- I was about to say, I'm, I'm curious to see how it's going to play out. I don't think, I hope they don't get too much flack for that because, like, that would be a shame if that ruins the movie. Um, but I, I, I think he'll, I think it won't stain the, the, the film, but it's definitely, you know, something to keep in mind. 100%. 100%. Uh, what I wanted to follow up with was the movie Tag. Have you seen the trailer for it? Tag? Tag. So it's based on a true story. Okay. And it's the logline is a small group of former classmates organize an elaborate annual game of tag that requires some to travel all over the country. Now, what? <laughs> now, let me tell you the cast, all right? Because the cast is awesome. Uh, we got Jeremy Renner. That's Hawkeye. What? That's Hawkeye. Wait, wait, wait. This guy, I thought this was a, a ragtag like, group John, of kids. John Hamm. What? Yes. Is this a comedy? Leslie Bibb, yes. I don't know who Leslie Bibb is. Rashida Jones, you know her? Oh, oh man. Come on now. Uh, And Jake Johnson. Okay. Ed Helms. Oh, my God. Yeah. Hannibal oh. Burris. What? Yeah. What movie is this? It's amazing. So, yeah, exactly how the description is. Is this Netflix or is this... This is a movie theater. It comes out June 15th. Oh, my God. Yes, yes. It's going to be amazing. But like I said, uh, Jeremy Renner. uh, Who's not in any of the Infinity War trailers. I know. (laughs) I know. But he's in it. I think so. I'm sure he'll come out and, like, shoot some arrows and dip out. He's like, I'm tired of this, guys. Someone leaks... uh, Not someone leaked the... uh, Josh Whedon? I'm not gonna maybe it wasn't Josh Whedon. It was someone though that is is the director for the third Guardians of the Galaxy movie coming out. Oh, oh, they announced it? Uh yeah, it was already announced. But oh. um he had said that the team is going to be very different from the team that you see entering the Avengers. Oh no, people are dying. Like they're they're yeah, they're swapping. But up the they're saying that someone from Guardians is gonna be the one to get the X. So you never really knew who oh, was the gonna X. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So oh. like you have to think if the team's not gonna be quite the same before. Oh, you know I mean? oh so the Guardians yeah. team's gonna be different. Yeah, a lot of people I think yeah, I think a lot of people are gonna go. Yeah. Um I think Vision's gonna be out. Oh, he has to leave. Yeah. I he has to go. Yeah. And if they don't do it, I'm pretty sure a lot of people are gonna be bad. Well in the trailer he's like, oh I'm gonna beat up and then it looks like they're just gonna rip the stone out of his head so he's probably gone also Uh another trailer i wanted to bring up sorry to bother you 
Uh, it um, is Boots Riley directing and writing. Oh yeah, that yeah. joint looks crazy. You saw the trailer? Yeah, yeah it dude. looks really good. I'm super hyped. Shout out to Lakeith Stanfield and Tessa yes. Thompson. Guys, Tessa Thompson is bad. Yeah, very bad. And she's doing a lot more nowadays than I feel like ever. But uh, I think she's dating. Terry Crews is in it too. Oh, that's okay. <laughs> Terry, <laughs> he's just being the office linebacker. <laughs> he's actually his uncle or something like it. Oh, okay. But I love how Lakeith's name is Cassius Green. That was awesome. I wonder what the, the last name comes from. Dude, I love the premise of the movie. Yeah. And how it seems like they have to put on these white voices. Yeah. That That is amazing for me. I'm that's really excited. We can, we can attest to being from Long, Long Island. Island. Yeah. I play video games online and people think I'm white and it sucks. <laughs> and I'm like, nah, bro. Yeah, man, you sound real white. Ha ha, joke's on you. Yeah. My melanin is out there. Yeah, for real. <laughs> Glistening in gold. <laughs> Yeah, so, all right. Yeah. But yeah, I'm looking forward to that. Um, definitely looking forward to yeah, it. Yeah, I'm really excited. I didn't really Got a lot follow. of heavy hammer hitters. Army Hammer's in it. Oh, uh, yeah, right. Yeah. David Cross, Patton Oswalt, Ooh. Danny Glover. Ooh. Uh, He's in there? Yes, Danny Glover is in there. He was in the trailer. Oh, he I thought you said the, yeah. Donald. Danny. No, Danny. His dad. Yeah. That's nice. <laughs> that was a joke for a while. Great segue, though. <laughs> Donald Glover, Atlanta season two is out. Oh, yeah. Did you watch? Uh, I did not watch episode four, but I heard it's like a mini get out. Uh, kind of. Yeah. I guess, yeah, that's one way to. I heard it's like a mini get out. It. Yeah, it's pretty It's pretty cool. It's it's really focused on Van and uh, Ern, which is nice. Yeah, I want to see more of their relationship. I'll probably watch it today. But uh, the first two episodes I'm already up to. Um, I like the season so far. Not yeah. bad from Donald. I'm glad to see him. I feel like he's about to conclude his career. Well, I, he's going to shift it for sure. I think he's definitely going to take Do you a think seat. it's a shift? or do you, I think he's going to go away for a little bit because he's got a family now. He's about to have his second child, I believe. Yeah, I believe so. Um, I don't know. Yeah, I don't, I don't think he'll be nearly as visible. Maybe we'll start. We'll just see him do a little bit more bigger projects. Like, Hopefully. Like Lion King, he'll, he's doing now. Oh, yeah. That's... But like he might just do like things like that because it's going to take up more of his time anyway true but he's a very restless human being as it is so who knows yeah with him we'll um, definitely see what happens but uh yeah we're, we're still getting it uh apparently getting an album from from him one more yeah one more and then he's done apparently him and, and chance haven't really been working on their collab tape they Yo, have like a couple of songs together that's it I, that gets me so mad because they've been like pushing that for years i don't think now, they've been man. pushing it well, no well, they've this been year, pushing it nah, at the end of the, the the grammys this year he's like yeah i guess we'll have to meet or all the little teeny boppers are gonna beat me up do you know governor's ball when chance yeah and- but that wasn't a push they just they 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 were there at the same time no that that was after the interviews afterwards they said oh we're working on the album oh Don't worry, it's in the works oh yeah well you know that's what they said about detox <laughs> detox never came out <laughs> so so jokes on you all right yeah fine. well well i thought that i missed that governor's ball yeah, I missed both of them I because my too. friends told me to go see the Strokes because he said they would never tour again, and then they came back the next year, and I was pissed. Kevin, I still love you, but you I'm know, still hella bad. <laughs> Name drops. <laughs> I'm upset because like I I didn't even go to festivals or shows or anything at that time. Yet. I missed it because the internet tour, and that's really when I wanted to see him. I saw him when I saw like Camp came out, and Camp was okay. Camp is. Can, nah, we, can, can we, we talk about my personal, like, high school career? I was such a bitch. <laughs> wow. Because, <laughs> like, now that I'm, like, reflecting, I didn't go to any festivals or anything well, like that. I did this in college. I did festivals. Even college, though, man. I didn't uh, do festivals I mean, or anything like you just, that. You know, you, you I didn't do shows or anything. Oh, I did shows. Me. You know who my first concert was? This is really, this is, if you listen to this podcast, you're about to hear some shit. Get ready, guys. Ooh. My first ever concert, Terminal 5. Oh, wait. Oh, I think you told me. Go ahead, though. Kate Nash. What? Kate Nash. Do you know who Kate Nash is? No. You don't know who Kate Nash is? Who the hell's that? Kate Nash is a British singer. I don't want to say British, but I know she is... Not American? Not American. Kate Nash is an English singer-songwriter. Yep. Huh. Terminal 5? Terminal 5. Did she open or just her show? That was her show. Wow. I'll tell you what, there's a lot of females there. I would assume so. Yeah, because it was, uh, yeah. Terminal 5 was cool. But But that was, like, I... That was my first show. That's and that's a that's not overwhelming. A now I listen to K Trinata. Now I've gone to those shows. 
uh, Afropunk. Like, I feel like I've done so much now, but I missed a large portion of where Gambino was touring, Chance, uh, like you said, the internet, Outkast, uh, yeah. Like I've seen, all, punk. I've seen all of them because of of uh, festivals. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. I, I have not. I yeah. have not. I missed all my opportunities, and now I feel like festivals are trash. Like uh, their lineups aren't good, man. Tell me a good festival this year. Um, you know, I looked back at Governor's Ball, and it wasn't terrible. Governor's Ball is definitely there's not too many worth people. It. There's too the, many people. It's definitely not worth. And I the think money. it's getting flooded with people who who just enjoy the idea of a festival. And there's, I feel like there's no good day. Like there's no good one day. Like, mm-hmm. I feel like everyone's a little bit more scattered, and um, I don't know. I don't, I'm, I'm not even gonna bother to look because, yeah, it's not I, worth it. I'm I not just going. don't want to, to invest the money in it anymore. Not going, but I'm really waiting for Afropunk and um, the Meadows because the Meadows seems really tailored to hip hop, and that's pretty cool. I mean, a bunch of you know, alternative and rock uh, options too, and then Afropunk is, is, is just cool all around. So, I agree 100%. I'm probably gonna wind up going to Afropunk even if. The uh, lineup is trash. So uh, honestly, if it's not good, I'm not gonna go. Because like, as much as I did enjoy the experience, standing on your feet for like ten hours that is, was rough this year, wasn't it? Kind of rough. It was a little rough. Also, it got packed right when SZA went on, dude. There was a pile. Oh, you went with SZA. I didn't go. I was near the area yeah. though. Like I was. I forgot. I think I went to try to go to the that's, bathroom. That's that dude. black girl magic type. Uh, it Nowadays, was, it was SZA's popping loud now. and proud. That yeah, day. I can imagine. I mean, everyone was going to see her though. Like she's <laughs> that al- that album, which is funny because she didn't even like the album. Damn, she has like publicly. She's like, I I don't even mess with my album, you know. And now now people really mess with it. And now she's apparently she's working on something. She's like, I'm in time in my life right now. Blah blah blah. <laughs> yeah like i forgot something with platinum i think the song the weekend with platinum we'll see and he's gambino hit her up she's like so do you think it's a bad song now she's like mm, yeah <laughs> she really didn't like that that's song. so great she really didn't like that i mean song. hey it's whatever that's good that you judge your work like that to the she highest degree well we almost didn't get an album from her but the label had top dog had to take her hard drive so she wouldn't keep changing the album that's annoying yeah she was just like, oh, I don't like it. All right, keep moving. I don't like it. She's and then they're just like, look, we need a product this year, so this is the way it's gonna look. Here's your album. All right, peace. Oh man, yo. No. So to to move it forward a little bit because I know we're running out of time. I wanted to talk about uh, just a few more things real quick. He's nuts. I'm gonna. Got <laughs> <laughs> What are you you about to get? I just oh man, wow, that was a really good impression of it too. That I was unexpected. All right, real quick, I wanted to bring up Dragon Ball Super. Shit oh, is man. going Don't down. Talk. I haven't started it. No man. spoilers, but it's a big fight. I was gonna say, isn't this like the last episode? It's it's not necessarily the last episode. It's, well, it's the last of Super. It's really up in the air because there's it's the there's, last of Super. It's like a GT. Rabbit. This is why I'm gonna say mm. there's it's up in the air because there are there was an article saying that it's over right super. after after super is over yeah but they have plenty of dragon ball z story or dragon ball s- stories well, to tell yeah that's what i meant like z was this yeah. whole saga from from uh, um the saiyans yeah. to to Majin i don't Buu. think they're gonna come out with another super i mean another that'd be crazy there's go- what, if it they did like another one there's gonna be another what, dragon, dragon ball? ball mega Probably it's probably what is this a Mega Man game. Hey, well, those are just numbers. <laughs> <laughs> Mega Man One, Mega Man Two, Mega Man Fair two. enough, fair Mega enough. Man X One, X Two, yeah. So I think I think they're gonna do like a Dragon Ball something. Yeah, it's not gonna be Z. It's not gonna be Super. It's gonna be something else. So I'm just saying, Goku hit new heights, and yeah, it's he's pretty like dope. Ultra Instinct, I, silver hair. Sorry, spoilers. Whatever. Yeah, but even still, if you everyone knows <laughs> it's everywhere. But SSG, SSB, SSS. <laughs> but but for real, it's just cool because I, I recommend everybody just if you don't care to watch the whole series and you just want to see a really dope fight and you miss Goku, I recommend watching this the latest episode because I was like, I was folding clothes and I couldn't <laughs> look away from the screen. I'm like, yo, these guys are going off right now. Yeah, I watched I've watched bits and like I watched the Goku's fight with Hit. Uh-huh. That was cool. Yes. Because I was like, I don't know anything about Hit. And I have this game. Hit is dope, Dragon Ball bro. Fighters. And I'm like, I don't know where Hit comes from. And he's like, oh, I'm just an assassin. What's up? 
And then uh, Goku's like, I'm going to use this technique and it might not work. And Hit's like, uh, I'm just going to switch it up too. <laughs> <laughs> but that's, uh, so I don't know if we, if it were you and I that were talking about it, but Dragon Ball Z has always done the thing of letting Goku be the guy that did it. Oh yeah, it, we were right? talking about yeah. Yeah. Well, what I heard in Super, they like, they like go to Trunks' story for a yes. little bit and let him yes. finish his his whole thing. Yeah, even Trunks finishes Trunks finishes off Goku Black. Well, yeah. I'm just gonna spoil yeah, it. He finishes him off, which is cool. Um, and we know Gohan did this with Cell, et cetera, et cetera. Also, yeah, Gohan's got the reins too. Yeah, so. Gohan's great. I, I could talk about Gohan forever, but he, um, with uh, this later season, it, it seems like they're doing that again. Like giving it to Goku? They're giving it to someone else. Oh, good. Yeah. Good. It was very, I will say, I was not expecting the people that they were giving it to, but I got to see the next episode to declare it. But it's going very well. That's Dragon Ball Super. Uh, uh, oh, I want to. Bring it up. So there's a show I used to watch back in like, mm-hmm. but somewhere between like 2001 and 2009. I was still in like middle school, high school, so wherever in that in that time frame. It's a show on uh, Adult Swim or a cartoon network called Fooly Cooly. Ha <laughs> Cooly is that, coming back for I, two more seasons. Two more seasons? Oh, yeah. But they're dude, all they six, did. six episodes. That's right. I remember dude, they. A, awesome. I, I really love the show, but it is insane. The show almost doesn't make sense. It, it doesn't, actually. It doesn't make it any sense. It more or less doesn't make sense. So look, look, look. But it has such a fan base to it. Because it's such a visually good it's, show. Yes. Dude, okay. So I was looking into it. I was trying to see, like, why is this show so absurd? It doesn't make any sense. Like, nothing really, like, stitches together. There's a loose plot, and you kind of get it. I agree. It, literally, the director of the first season said that comprehension should not be an important factor in Fooly Cooly. Insane. Literally, you don't need to comprehend the show to enjoy it. That's what the director says? He said comprehension should not be... I'm curious how the rest of the seasons are going to go. I mean, the show loosely involves this this one girl who's like an alien. I know. And she like is investigating all these like weird robot things coming out of people's heads and, and fighting. And that's really it. But everything else is like super weird and pop culture related, which is why this show is so funny, but it's so absurd. I agree. So, and I, I'd like just picked up the first three, like, I think I watched four episodes. There's only six episodes in the season. Mm-hmm. So like my sister and I were literally lost. It doesn't make any sense though. I hope you, it is visually appealing, but you can say that about like, I mean, like a bunch of, yeah, a bunch of, anime. but, you, you, <laughs> you just want to praise it so much. It's so good. It's, it's so absurd. It's so. Now, does it make you laugh? Oh, yeah. This so show's hilarious. I have an opinion for you. Uh, not opinion, a question. Like, do you find most anime funny? Uh, No, because they take so long to get to the point. Fair enough. Dragon Ball? Do you see? know there's a lot of humor like put in anime though like yeah so there's was, tons of humor that like so, i will skip over because i'm like that's not because it's forced yeah it's just not funny even in even in like, like english dubbed it sucks yeah like a lot of the dragon ball z humor is just goku being stupid although a lot of people oh, vegeta i like how a lot everyone clowns goku for being stupid although he's actually you know uh brain damaged yeah, it's, it's like I know it's a proven thing. Yeah, like he yeah. well, he hit his head as a child and just loves to. Although all Saiyans like to eat and fight and have sex, like Goku, especially likes to eat and fight. <laughs> he just happened to have two kids along the way. <laughs> I don't even know. Also, yeah. my last thing about Dragon Ball, yeah, I'm super upset that Go Go Ten is not important. Go Ten and Trunks, Young Trunks, are really not important. They were at one point. Yeah, when they needed them to fight. I'm going to say Dragon Ball Z was a really good show because it used every character to its full extent. Like, Mm -hmm. every character did some shit. Yeah. Like, even Piccolo fought Android 17. Yeah. Yeah, 17. Well, Tien held off Cell for a little bit. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. Like, everybody did their thing. Try me. You know? Yeah. Yeah. You know it's not gonna work. You know there's. You know it's not gonna work. But you know everyone, boy, Liz, everyone's got their on. their their thing. So like it's really it's dope to see that. So hmm. listen, 
we uh, we're coming to the end, so well, I guess we have cool. to do our suggestions. Yeah, then, right? so we're gonna plug some stuff for you guys. You um, can do your. Uh, I'll do some music stuff. So I'm gonna. I I like to jump into some music stuff. Stuff you should be listening to if you like hip hop, funk, soul, R and B. You know what I'm saying? Tune in to No Doubt Radio and uh, Funkin' Vibe Radio. You know, get all get all that music nutrition you're looking for, but tasty. <laughs> <laughs> so some quick notes. Um, uh, so albums you should be listening to. Um, Black Milk put out a new album called Fever. It's really good. Um, he's been putting out a string of albums since 2010's album of the year, where he's been really experimenting experimenting with his sound. Um using a band and uh, really tapping into some very specific electronic sounds, especially from his hometown of Detroit. Um, a really good album front to back. It's like, it's one of those albums you just listen to fully and Word. you don't have to skip. So definitely listen to that. Um, the homie, nothing new. He put out his beat tape recollections. Is the song that we listen Yeah, from the break. Yeah. Yeah. So like the textures in this album are really what steal the show. Like okay. it is, it is for lack of a better term, it's a vibe. You know, it's something you can put on and and relax to, but also really engage and and nod your head and get involved in. So, um, shouts out to nothing new. And then, of course, you know, the guy Sango, yeah, put out his album. And I I didn't listen to it yet, though. I really like album in Sango mode because it lets him develop songs more, as opposed to just putting out like the the bangers that we hear with uh, the Darochina or that whole that whole project. So technically, this is a second studio album. That's those dope, are more though. like mixtapes and yeah, yeah, yeah. So, you know, you've got vocals from Jesse Boykins the third, Smino, Xavier Omar, James Vincent McMorrow, John Bapp, and a bunch of others. So again, really enjoy um uh Sango and Album Mode. Mm-hmm. Um couple a couple of recommendations there. Chlorine with Smino is really good. Dance for Blessings, uh Chemistry featuring Jameson. Right. Also shout out to Jameson, because anytime Jameson uh collabs with someone in the like the selection realm, yeah, they're usually fire. Like his his collabs with uh, uh, Sango and Taku were great. Really good. I've heard them. Yeah, they're really really good. Yeah. And then the last thing I want to just plug real fast yeah. is uh, an EP by Charlotte Day Wilson called Stone Woman. Uh, her voice is great, and like the production is really like down tempo R and B, and it's really sparse. But any of the space that is created from the production is just occupied by her voice because it's just so velvety and and good. <laughs> and silky yeah. and uh so that came out uh february 23rd nice she's definitely peeped that so again black milk fever um came out in, uh oh came out also on february 23rd um some album highlights uh will remain could it be um laugh now cry later mm-hmm. uh nothing news recollections um some highlights uh response amuse or a muse and drowning also could be me from our break um and then Sango and the Comfort of some album highlights again: Chlorine, Dance for Blessings, Chemistry, um, and then Charlotte Day Wilson's EP. It's six tracks, so just breeze through that whole thing. I really like Funeral, and uh, one more other track. Like, really want to recommend, and I can't remember. But either way, the whole EP is really good. <laughs> Listen to the whole thing. Yeah, it's, it's, it's six tracks. Come on, <laughs> <laughs> this is good music. So I, I definitely, I'm gonna be listening to all those. You guys should too. Uh, in terms of watching, uh, I recommend, first I'm going to start with animes because these are things that you may want to watch. Uh, animes, first off, this is a good segue, One Punch Man. If you're not watching anime, oh, you need to man. watch One Punch Man. Oh, man. Great bridge to get any viewer into it. Season You've probably one. heard about it. It's it's good. Ooh. And I watch it now before they ruin it with the second season because it's not the same. Uh, yeah, it's a different production. Yeah, company, it's right? not Madhouse. Madhouse is really good and... Yeah. It's not them. It uh, if you're like, hey, Miles, that was a good recommendation. Can you recommend another one, Miles? Yeah, I can. It's My Hero Academia for you kids that yeah, want to segue again. I really want to uh, start watching it. It's it a great really bridge. Cool. I said it earlier when I was reading it. I read the manga before the anime came out, and I'm going to say that it's the next Naruto. So if you are... Comfortable with a long-running series with a lot of potential, I check out My Hero Academia. And for my curveball, if you're like, you know what, I'm down to dive into something a little bit more deeper, I would say Darling in the Franks. It is a distant future anime with couplings, uh, kids who are also fighting in robots, so it's always that action, but it's nice real sense of uh, 
young adults discovering themselves and feelings and stuff like that mm-hmm. who are not exposed to it. So it's really cool to see how the people react and find things. Um, yeah. So that's in terms of anime movies. Uh, I recently got a chance to see in Tomb Raider. Don't see it unless you play the game. Right. Yeah, oh. Cause this one's based off. Yeah. It's based off, off the, the, the newer game by Square Enix. I, I would say, see it if you saw that, or if you just want to go with your girlfriend and see a movie or something, I recommend it. Cause or your boyfriend or your boyfriend. Sorry about that. You could or be your, your or your significant. Uh, yeah. Because this show is about, it's about everything, man. <laughs> uh, movies I'm going to see, uh, ready player one. Yeah. I'm going to see that. really good reviews, man. Is it? Yeah. Yeah, I have not heard a bad thing about right, it. Yet. Cool. So we'll see. I'm really excited about that. The book uh, was good too. Yeah, you told me you read it beforehand, right? Did you read it a long time ago, or you read it? I, I read before it like, the movie came out, like three years ago. All right, cool. Not to be bougie, it's the first time I read a book before the movie came out. It's not the first. I saw The Martian before it came out too, but nice. Also, like, but it's a good book. Yes. Do you have good. the book? Yeah. If you Could want I read, read it? it? Yeah. yeah. I was about to say I wouldn't mind reading it. Um. Uh, the movie I'm going to see today probably might be bad. It's been getting bad reviews, but specific Rim Uprising. I just want to see robots punch some other robots and monsters. So we'll if see. That's what all happens. you're going for. You're definitely in for a good time. Yeah, we'll see. Turn off your brain to movies, guys. And I bet you're wondering, Miles, how do you afford all this stuff? Well, easy and simple with the purchase of Movie Pass. Mm. Movie Pass is uh, a very cool little thing it's like netflix for the movie theaters uh you know, so it gives, you, know. yeah it gives so, you all access to unlimited movies in theaters nationwide for a monthly fee that's about ten dollars a month um it's 6.95 a month now what hold on the reason why you hear salt in our voices is because we pay 10.95 for this bs when it first started well that's good to know um it doesn't that that doesn't apply to like special screenings though yeah, you can't see IMAX or 3D or anything like yeah. that. So just um, go see a regular movie. And most most theaters apply for the app, but yeah. you know you might catch you know a theater that might be not yeah. down with it. So, but AMC's and AMC's are usually good for Regals, it. I think are good. Too. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. So. But yeah, it's generally pretty good. You can see most movies whenever. It's super convenient because movies then become like a commodity more than they've ever been. Like yeah, it doesn't. You're not gonna like blow your bank trying to spend like. $28 for it's you been, and your other yeah, to go see this movie. Popcorn included and stuff like that. Yeah, and then it's like $40. And obviously with six ninety five, that's dope because you're already getting a bang for your buck by going to see it once. One movie. Yeah, one movie a month. At so. least in New York. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, that's true. So definitely go check out Movie Pass. I'm going to plug it in every show because we're trying to get that sponsorship. <laughs> this so. episode is not brought to you by Movie Pass, <laughs> but hey... <laughs> We're thinking about you. <laughs> uh, all right, skipping over to shows real quick. Um, Netflix has been busting out some great originals yeah, lately. All, all originals. So I'm going to go more softer tone stuff right now. I recommend Everything Sucks. It is a coming-of-age series based in the 90s. Uh, it's like a comedic counterpart to Stranger Things, but it's really cool, really nice. Uh, the main character, um, Luke O'Neill. He's an awesome character, and he's my favorite, and you could see why once you watch it. And the other show off of Netflix I recommend is um, the one I just finished, On My Block. It uh, follows a quartet of bright, street-savvy friends who are navigating their way through high school, including all the... Of the, I'm reading off the (laughs) Google, and it looks mad weird. But regardless, they live in uh, Fridge... Uh, Free Ridge, Free Ridge, L.A. I thought you said Fridge. They did. I did say Fridge. I did. We live out Fridge, L.A. Yeah. Now they live in Free Ridge, L.A., and it's a little bit of a heavy gang uh, happening area. So uh, it's nice to see it. But I will say, um, it it had my jaw on the ground at at the last episode because it is a really good reflection of how an ending of a series should go. It should be able to top. It should be able to flip everything upside down. Like, I, I got to give it to them writing. I loved all the characters in it. The journey is really nice. It shows really nice gun violence and how gang violence affects it, but it shows a nice comedic, heartwarming way. So definitely recommend On My Block. Check it out above everything else. Um, yeah, I'm going to say that's really it, though. Yeah. I, I think uh, that's all I got for today. And if you like short films, go check out Whip. 
Oh, <laughs> uh, that was directed and uh, it's directed and written by Miles Grace. But you've written, you wrote, you wrote. I some. like oversaw. Some I appreciate your... it. Yeah, I was losing it. <laughs> and then uh, he was uh, Andre Dowdy was the cinematographer. So those beautiful shots are lined up by him. Yep. So make sure you guys go check that out, and I'll give more short films next week as well. That's the A&M Podcast, baby, episode one. Yeah, 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 you know what it is. We don't know when we getting these out, but but I could tell you right now, when they do come out, you guys will know. Yeah, we'll, we'll, we'll let y'all know. We'll let you know when the schedule happens, but uh, we hope you enjoy them. Yeah. Uh, we'll be on SoundCloud. Yeah, yeah, and, uh, and then we'll work our way to the yeah. platforms. But yeah, man. Uh, that's the show. Thanks for listening. Make sure you follow uh, Funky Vibe Radio on and, SoundCloud and No Doubt Radio. Your yeah, and, sure. and all the other yeah. We'll yeah. put our ads and socials. Blah, blah blah blah. Right now, it's just about introducing the sound. So yeah yeah yeah. All right, AM Podcast Episode One. We out, baby. Huh.